This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 305. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 305. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Mamas, super exciting announcement. I am going to be the keynote speaker at Inspired Mama, which is going to be an event conference for moms. You all are asking me like, what conferences are for moms? Well, here's one for you. So Inspired Mama is a conference for moms. They're going to be providing a high energy inspirational day for moms to connect, grow, and become motivated to pursue greatness in everyday mommyhood. There's going to be speakers, breakout sessions, health panel, and shopping. So this is going to be in Grand Haven, Michigan, on March 23rd, and I want you to come. So if you're anywhere in the area near there, if you can make the trip, I would love to meet you. I would love to see you. I would love to chat with you and hug you and get to know you a little bit better. So check out the information over at inspiredmama.life and let me know if you get a ticket. I will keep an eye out for you. Post on social media. Let me know that you're joining me. Shoot me an email. I want to know if you're going to be there so I can keep an eye out for you. Again, go to inspiredmama.life to join us at the event. 
Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. So happy to be here with you today and excited to dive in. This is going to be a really good episode. I have to laugh because while I was taking notes or preparing notes for this episode, I popped over to Facebook to look something up really quick. And someone in our private Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook, she had posted about this exact topic. And she's like, oh my gosh, is anyone else just overwhelmed, exhausted, and annoyed about everything they have to keep in their head at all times? And there was all these comments like, yes, oh my gosh, me too. And I was like, this is hilarious because I'm literally about to record an episode on this. So for all of you who are part of that string, here you go. <laughs> you ask and I answer. I love it when timing is so serendipitous like that. So I think this episode will really hit home for a lot of you. I think that you'll learn a little something and I think you will check yourself a little bit. And sometimes that's honestly what we need to do. We need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves because moms get real good at wrecking themselves. We make things real hard on ourselves way too often. So before we dive into today's episode, I want to talk about our shameless mom of the week. Our shameless mom of the week always comes from someone who's left a review in iTunes to let me know how the show has impacted you. And so you can do that. Anyone can do this. You can nominate yourself for shameless mom of the week by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And that'll put you right into our iTunes portal. And you scroll down to ratings and reviews. You click on the stars to give the show five stars, and then you write a review and let me know how the show has impacted you. So this week, the winner of Shameless Mom of the Week is M Hearts J is her screen name. And she says, where have you been all my life? I discovered this podcast last week, and there's so much that I could say about what led me here. I love a good backstory, but I'll try to make it short. I decided to make 2018 my year a year of change and self-reflection. I started with my outer self. I lost 30 pounds, whoop, and recently started focusing more on my inner self. That meant saying no to mindless activities and finding ways to engage my brain and learn more about who I was and not who I always thought I needed to be for other people. So I started listening to political podcasts, stuff you should know about podcasts, comedy, etc. And then I wanted to find something that would help me on a deeper level. I stumbled across Sarah's podcast and it's excited and empowered me. And I've only listened to two and a half episodes. I started a journey this year to learn how to love myself. And I feel like Sarah is the guide I've been searching for. I have an obsession with notebooks and I had to go out and buy a new one just so that I could take notes and set goals and see where I am in a year. I love this podcast. So M Hearts J, I love this review for so many reasons. I love that you are taking time to be supportive of yourself internally and externally and really get in touch with what you think about, what you have on your heart and in your head. Love that you're taking notes on things because here's the thing. I give every single episode, I give practical application tips and if you don't write some of this stuff down, I don't know how you're going to keep track of it and remember it. So a lot of the stuff from week to week, I hope are things that just sink in over time. But I do love the idea of taking notes and tracking things. And I love being able to look back over the course of a year and see progress. So I think that's such a powerful tool. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Also, I'm so glad that 2018 was such a fantastic year for you. And I'm excited to hear what 2019 is like. So definitely keep me posted. So let's dive in to today's content now. I'm so excited that this episode is like so timely for people <laughs> based on the Facebook conversation I was just watching. So let's start with what is the mental load of mother load? And I have to say, when I was preparing my notes for this, I kept on typing mother load instead of mental load. So we probably could just use those interchangeably. Like the mental load of motherhood is the mother load. Oh my gosh, it's a lot. So if you aren't familiar with the term mental load, let me just tell you what it is. 
the mental load refers to a mother's gift to manage a full-time job, keep track of kids' school schedules and sports schedules, know exactly how much food is in the house and how long it will last, know how much toilet paper is in the house and how long it will last, to keep track of upcoming birthday parties and what gifts you need to buy, to know how many pairs of underwear everyone has left before you need to do laundry again, to track how many days since you last called your mom and your mother-in-law, as well as how many days you can wait to call them again before their feelings will be hurt because you haven't called in too long. Keeping track of when the dog needs to go out or go to the vet and somehow always being the first one to find every single pile of dog poop and dog barf in the house. Being the only one to see pee on your bathroom walls and therefore the only one to ever clean it up. Knowing which kid needs the crust cut off their bread and which kid eats apples but not oranges and which kid eats oranges but not apples making sure the baby doesn't have honey before a certain age and that first peanut butter is tested in a safe place and that grapes are cut in half until a baby is at least seven years old, knowing which days the older kids take hot lunch and when the teacher's birthday is and what her favorite coffee drink is and which shoes each kid won't wear no matter how much you argue with them and which socks have the wrong seams and which pants are too short or too tight and which days are free dress days or field trips or no school days. Because why do dads not know when there is no school? So this is just like a fraction of the mental load of motherhood. So if you just heard me go through this, I know all of you were like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. These are the things that we keep track of. And at any given moment, we could spit out like 87 fast facts of what's going on today, what's going on tomorrow, what's going on this weekend. And we also could identify that our partners probably don't know 97% of these facts. So let's talk this through. Let's talk through where it comes from, why we take responsibility for all these things and how we can get out of it to some extent, how we can lighten the load, share the burden. Because some of this we bring on ourselves. Okay, no, I'm going to back up. A lot of this we bring on ourselves and some of it we kind of feel good about. So I've talked about before your busy badge and like some of us prance around town with our busy badges on, like being the mommy martyrs and just doing it all and keeping track of it all and being on top of everything. And some of the mental load of motherhood is very similar to that. We take on a lot and we carry this burden and it's a little bit of a badge of honor. And we also assume that other people don't want to be helpful. And we assume that other people can't do things as well as us. And we assume that maybe we're going to be burdensome if we ask for help or that it's going to cause an argument. And a lot of times all these assumptions are wrong. So I'm going to talk through all these things. And I hope by the end, you get a sense of how you can lighten your load, why you should lighten your load, and where you can take some radical responsibility from this. Because there are situations where maybe partners aren't supportive, or maybe you have to carry more load for various reasons than your partner. or Maybe you don't have a partner. There are definitely circumstances in which your load might be heavier than the average person's load. And that still doesn't mean you can't lighten it in some ways. But I'm not going to say that like everyone can, you know, go into a 50-50 partnership with an actively engaged partner. There's a million reasons why that's not always possible. But in most situations, there are ways you can lighten your load and there's ways that you can give up some control and there's ways that you can start doing B minus work. So I'm going to talk all through that. And then I want you to take radical responsibility for putting some of this into action because the mental load 
really wears you down over time and it makes you less functional and less fun in every area of your life. So you really like you're not gaining a lot just because you have a massive filing system in your head. You're not living a better life because of how many things you can keep stored away and the data that you can hold and remember and recall at any given moment. You're mostly just feeding your own ego with that. And also like, yes, you're keeping things afloat at your house, but there's other ways to do things. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So let's start with where does mental load come from? Now, the term mental load is a new-ish kind of term, at least been brought more into the public attention in the last couple of years and in reference to motherhood for sure. So that terminology, I think, is 
newer. The concept, not so much, because here's the thing. The understanding where mental load comes from, really, we are forced to look back at societal messages and programming. And when we look back at mental load and motherhood, I know I'm going to say mother load at some point, like that keeps like being on the tip of my tongue. So when we look back at the mother load or the mental load of motherhood and where that comes from, it comes from women throughout history taking on more and more and more. And so, you know, in the fifties, women and before that, women largely stayed home. And so their mental load at that time was, you know, around keeping up the household, keeping up things with the kids and those kinds of things. And then as women took on more and more responsibilities outside of the house, they kept those same things that they had before, but they just added to that. And so what we saw as children, so I was raised in the 70s, what we were modeled in the 70s was moms who did all those things. Some of us had moms who stayed home. Some of us who had moms who worked. But in most cases, moms ran the household in addition to working if they were working. And so we saw that women were taking on these multiple roles. And that was what we observed as just what a woman does. And so when you see that, your assumption is that's what you're going to do. And I think that when we envision that for ourselves, and I'll say this for myself, like I envision myself building up a business that would allow me to be a work from home mom so that I could be home with my baby full time. And when I imagine that for like decades of my life, and I had this vision of what that would look like and how I could like be writing grocery lists while like the dinner was cooking on the stove and like I could be singing lullabies to the baby at the same time. Like, and that sounded fun to me. It sounded fun to me to have like 18 things going on at one time and just like beautifully mastering all of them. We all know that the reality is when you're doing those 18 things, there's no beautiful mastery. It's just a kind of a big mess, right? But we have this image And this perception that the women who came before us did it. And so we can do it too. And so that's where a lot of this societal messaging comes from and the programming comes from, because this is what we saw growing up. And this is what we actually decided to go after ourselves. Now, add to that, that women tend to be more perfectionistic. And so we like to do things a certain way and oftentimes opt to do things ourselves because perfectionism is our gift. And we can't help but take on everything because we're too terrified to let go of it. Or we think, well, but if my partner's only going to do it like 80% as good as me, I probably should just do it myself, right? Also, on top of that, many of us are high achievers and overachievers, and we kind of enjoy that role. We kind of enjoy like, wow, look how much I can do. Does everyone see how I have all these amazing things going on, like so many balls in the air at once? And look, I'm doing all the things and they're like the balls aren't falling. We kind of like that. So there's a lot of us, and I know a lot of moms who listen to this show specifically are in that high achiever, overachiever, want to do it all, perfectionistic mindset in place. And many of us are actively recovering from that. Like we admit that's not the greatest place to be, but that's where we're coming from. And I'm definitely one of those people. Like if I can get 110% on something, you can be damn sure I'm going to try. So that makes it hard for me to be like, hey, husband, can you do this even though you're only going to do it 80% as good as me in my perception? not saying that he can't do things as well as I do, but like my perception might be like, hmm, but when you put the spoons in the drawer, they're not quite lined up the way that I do them. And my way's a little bit better. Same thing with the dishwasher. Like, I guess you can load the dishwasher, but I could probably get like three more plates in there, but I guess I can let you do it. So this is like where we get really tripped up on things. 
The first step of this is just recognizing where does your mental load come from? Where is your programming? What were you modeled that has created the space for you to take on as much as you do? So recognizing if some of that is your personality type, if some of that is what you were modeled as a child. I was raised in a family with a single mom, so I saw my mom do everything. So I didn't see her load shared much at all. And so, of course, I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it all. It's my mom did it all. Like, this is not like conscientious programming on my part. This is just my subconscious has told me that, well, if she can do it, I can do it. So that's what I'm going to do. So I've had to reprogram that to be like, oh, wait, but you actually have a partner and he's a reasonably capable and responsible person. So you're actually kind of being offensive if you don't share the load. You're actually like being disrespectful to take everything on yourself because who wants a partner who thinks that they're the only person in the household that can do everything right? Like no one wants to be married to that person. I'm telling you right now, I think sometimes my husband thinks he is married to that person and I don't want to be that person. So be conscientious of how are you showing up and why are you showing up that way? So number two, the second way to start managing your mental load a little better is to designate roles and tasks early on before overwhelm, before martyrdom. And I want to talk about a friend of mine who does this so beautifully. I'm like constantly blown away. I think this happened early on in her marriage. So she and her husband, they got married, I think about a year after college. So pretty quickly after college. And they just immediately adopted like a 50-50 divide on like everything. Like, well, he does the cooking, I do the cleaning. And I mean, literally like he made dinner every night and she did the dishes and like every chore was divided up and everything was just super 50-50. And that's how they just always went about it. So then when they brought kids into the mix, it was kind of the same thing. Like I'll take them to school in the morning and you'll pick them up in the afternoon. Like everything was just like a line down the middle. And I have been in constant awe of how seamless this is because it's just this constant like, okay, well, I'm going to do task A and you'll do task B. And they're just like super agreeable. I mean, from the outside, it looks like they're super agreeable on all of it. I'm sure they have their moments, but they just manage things really, really beautifully because they always go into it with like, I'm doing 50% and you're doing 50%. And so that keeps it really simple and really straightforward. So If you can do that before you get to the place of overwhelm, that's really helpful. So I say that for any of you who like might be about to approach a transition or a change where there's an opportunity to like, hey, so things are about to change. Childcare is about to change. We're adding a new kid to the mix. A job is about to change. Like there's going to be a transition. How can you rejigger things before things get to that point of complete overwhelming chaos before things get really heated where you're like, so have you noticed that I do every single thing in the house? Have you noticed, like, do you count the rolls of toilet paper? Because someone's got to do it. Like before you get to that place where you're just bitter about everything, are there things that you could preemptively manage differently so that you aren't letting things get to that place where they're so big and so heated? So designating roles and tasks early on can be really helpful. And Obviously, for many of you listening, you're like, okay, but it's too late because I already have two kids and I'm already bitter and I'm resentful and I'm doing 117 tasks every other minute of my day. So if you're already in that space, totally get it. And here's how you can work around that and work through that. So finding calm times to have conversations and come up with a plan. You can't come up with a plan in the middle of a heated moment. And so I know there was times for me when Vinny was really little 
And I would be like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind. Like I made dinner. I cleaned up the kitchen. I'm cleaning the breast pump parts. Because I mean, dear God, like if cleaning the parts of a breast pump do not make you want to lose your mind, I don't know what will. Like (laughs) that was what would get to me at the end of every day where I was like, okay, I've done like 70,000 things today. And now I have to scrub these tiny little pieces with tiny little holes. And it was like, for some reason, that was so triggering to me. It was like offensive. It was like a slap in the face. Like you've done all these other things and now you have to do this like little tedious task that you've done like 18 times earlier in the day anyways, if you've been pumping and you have to do it like one more time. Everyone else is ready to relax for the day, but you're like, nope, I got to go clean my breast pump parts. (laughs) So not having conversations in those moments, not having conversations when like you just know you are about to completely explode. So when can you have those calm times? That might be like going out on a date night and being like, okay, so we're going to have a date night. I'm going to take a notebook or, you know, I might create a word doc. We're going to have a drink. We're going to have some fun snacks. We're going to have a little conversation about how we can do a little bit better at division of labor so that we both feel good about this. And you can do that in a light way. It doesn't have to be like you sitting on the floor crying in the middle of the kitchen because you feel like the universe does not have your back. And we've all had those moments where you are sitting on the kitchen floor crying because you just feel like no one gets what goes on in your head on a daily basis. So where can you find that calm space to have a conversation? The next piece of this is asking your partner about their load. So part of designating roles and tasks is asking your partner, because the thing is, I don't want this to be about like, you know, your partner has nothing going on when they just have so much space to take things on. Because the truth is they probably feel like their load is, they might even feel like it's comparable to yours. Even though in your mind, you're like, there's no way they have no idea what I do. They have no idea how I compartmentalize or how many lists I have in my head. But in their mind, like they probably feel like their load is already pretty heavy. So creating space to talk about that is going to be really essential. Otherwise, you're both going to just be super defensive about who has the bigger load. And that really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's shouldering more burden. What matters is how can you work together to lighten each other's load and to make sure that you both feel heard and supported. So this doesn't need to be like, well, here's what I do. Here's 183 things I do every single day. Oh, and look, you only do 72. Like it's not about that at all. So make sure you know what their load is and what weighs most heavily on them. You know, there might be that they're like, you know, I'm in the middle of this big project for work and I'm really stressed about it and I'm super nervous and I know that we're relying on, you know, like my income or whatever, or, you know, I know I have to work long hours and I can't get any sleep and I don't get to spend time with the kids or like, you just don't know what your partner's load is until you ask them. So make sure you ask about that. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic medical grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, 
my toes all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And then next, I want you to share your hesitation your worry, and your perfectionistic tendencies. So again, part of designating roles and tasks is really acknowledging like, here's where I'm coming from. And here's what I'm struggling with. That like, yes, I would love it if you would do the laundry, but also do you know that like the towels have to be washed with a special detergent? Otherwise they don't get as fresh and so clean. Or I would love it if you would, you know, take care of the dog. But like when you brush the dog, you have to brush for like 18 minutes, not just three. (laughs) which is literally my rule with our dog. I'm like, you can't like do a gentle light brush of the dog. Like you need to like really get in there and get the hair out because the dog hair management in my household is like, it's a full-time job. And I get to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to do all the brushing myself because he doesn't do it well enough. So I'm literally like, I'm like, I would love for you to go out there and brush her and also do not come back in here for at least 18 minutes because you have not brushed her enough if you come in before then. So sharing your worries about how you like things done and what is the most significant or what you're looking for. Now, that doesn't mean that you're saying like, you can only load the dishwasher if you do it a certain way, or you can only brush the dog if you do it a certain way, but just acknowledging like, hey, sometimes I have a hard time letting go of things because I feel like, you know, I do them a certain way and it feels more efficient or more effective or whatever. Or, you know, when I make the kids lunch, it's really important to me that they have a fruit and a vegetable and a protein. And I'm worried sometimes that like you're just giving them like cookies and a peanut butter sandwich. So just voicing that and then your partner can be like, oh, cool. They're supposed to have a fruit and a vegetable and a protein. 
Awesome. I didn't know that. I mean, like we've literally had conversations like that where I'm like, wait, what are you putting in there? Like that's not. And also, I mean, like our conversations are even around like how the lunch box is organized where I'm like, no, but like the fruit goes in that compartment. And then I have to catch myself to be like, oh, wait, does that matter? Does that matter if the fruit goes on the left side or the right side? Not so much. And it's actually probably helpful for Vinny to have the fruit move places sometimes. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not doing this kid any favors if his life is that predictable, right? <laughs> so really sharing your hesitation, your worries, and your perfectionistic tendencies and mindsets so that your partner can understand like certain things are really important. And maybe also you will recognize as you're saying things out loud that you can let go of a few things. Like maybe it's okay if the fruit goes in a different compartment every now and then. Maybe it's okay if there's not a vegetable one day, like everything might work out just fine. So that takes us right into number three. The third component, the third way to manage the mental load of mother load is be okay with B minus work. So I got this concept from Brooke Castillo, who's a life coach. She's fabulous. And I heard her talking about this in an interview and she was talking about being okay with B minus work. So again, this goes back to letting go of perfectionistic tendencies. But if you are going to let other people help you and support you, you have to be okay with them doing things a little bit differently than you. And maybe in your mind, even a little bit less than. Also, be okay with doing things less than yourself. I know for sure, and I've talked about this before, I used to spend so much time picking out organic produce and meat and like and dairy and like everything and being like really neurotic about reading labels. And it's funny, I think most people get that way more in motherhood because they want to be so conscientious of what their kids are consuming. I've gotten to be less that way. I'm like, you know what? The chicken nuggets don't have to be organic. Like, and I would have been horrified by non-organic chicken nuggets before I had a child. But also I'm like, I can only control so many things. And you know, sometimes my kid's going to have chicken nuggets that are not organic and he's going to live because you know what? I had a lot of chicken nuggets that weren't organic and I'm just fine. So getting to be okay with B minus work is very freeing. Also kind of challenging depending on your personality. So here's the thing. You have to recognize that other people will not likely do things as well as you. So what? Get over yourself. Let people do things their way. Now, if they do things in a way that is potentially harmful, of course, you're going to have a conversation about that. But for the most part, it's okay if you engage your child to put their laundry away and the piles don't stay perfectly folded, which is exactly what happens at my house. Like Vinny puts his laundry away. I take it out of the dryer and I fold it in nice piles, which I don't even know why I do this. I don't always do this, actually. I'm doing this less and less because when he takes it to his drawer, Somehow in the process of carrying the piles 10 feet from my room to his room, the piles get completely undone and everything's just jammed in drawers and he doesn't care at all. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if his underwear is in a pile in his drawer folded or just in a big lump. It doesn't matter. Same thing with his pajamas or his pants or his shorts or shirt. Like none of it matters for like his uniform shirts. I try to hang them up. Sometimes that doesn't even happen. And you know what? Sometimes he goes to school with a wrinkled shirt. And you know what? At Catholic school, he hasn't been kicked out yet. So we're good. B minus work. Wrinkled shirt, B minus work. We're good. So recognizing that not everything's going to get done to your liking all the time. And you need to get over yourself and get over that. Because here's the next piece of that. You have to get out of your own way. You are the person holding yourself back and you're creating your own tortured mental space. So one of the things that I have been held up on for so long, this is why I did not do grocery delivery forever because I was like, but no one else can pick out the best apples. 
Now, when you hear me say that out loud, you recognize how ridiculous that sounds. It literally took me like two years to have groceries delivered to my house because I was like, but what about the best apples? Oh my God, does it matter about the best apples if I can have back one to two hours of my day? Does it matter? Could I have B minus apples and would the world still work? It turns out, yes, I can have B minus apples and everyone is still happy. Who knew? So now I can have groceries delivered to my door. I don't have to go to the grocery store. It saves me one to two hours out of my day and B minus apples are totally fine. It turns out B minus bananas also totally fine. (laughs) So these are the ways we have to get out of our own way because when we have these tortured spaces in our head where we think that like we have to do all the things the perfectly right way, we just stay in our own way and we get resentful, we get bitter, we get mentally unhealthy. And also we don't get to move forward in areas of our lives that bring us pleasure and joy and growth. We don't get to spend as much time doing fun things because we are saving time every weekend to go pick out A-plus apples. This was a realization for me. Like I could take a nap during nap time or watch Real Housewives during nap time instead of picking out A-plus apples. Oh my gosh, I think we all know what one I was going to (laughs) choose. If I could man a deal with B-minus apples, I could lay on the couch and watch Bravo for an hour. So think about how you can get out of your own way and create more mental space and more joy because that's going to be huge for you. And then the fourth piece of this, the fourth way to manage the mental load of motherhood is trusting that your partner and other people want to help you carry the load. So we have to recognize and believe what is true, which is that our partners are in a partnership with us. And our family members, our children are in a partnership with us. So our children are not going to recognize or admit that they want to help us with things because children generally don't want to be helpers on every level, depending on their age. But they still want to be contributing members of a bigger system. And when you try to do everything, you take that away from them. You are actually being disrespectful and offensive and controlling by not inviting other people to participate in the management of your system. So you need to trust that people want to help. And I've had this conversation with my own husband so many times, and I've had so many moms come back to me after having this conversation to be blown away. When I remember my husband saying to me when Vinny was really little, he's like, you know, I really do want to help out, but you have to tell me what you need help with because you just run around doing everything and being like constantly slightly angry that you're doing everything. And that's not fun for me. And he said, he was like, that's not fair to me because I don't deserve to be on the other end of that relationship when I actually want to be a helper. That was a pretty glaring, eye-opening conversation for me and for us. So trust that your partners want to help you. When I hear other people having this conversation, they oftentimes go into it feeling kind of nervous. Like, okay, I'm going to go ask my partner for help or for support. And when they come back to me, they're like, so that was amazing. Like he said he wants to help me or she said she wants to help me. And they said that, they're like happy that we had this conversation and they feel better about things because now they know what they should do. It feels really good for everyone. People want to be supportive and people want to be helpers. So stop being disrespectful and controlling and offensive by trying to manage it all on your own. So there you go. 
I want you to understand, number one, just a quick review, understand where your mental load comes from. Number two, designate tasks and roles as early as possible in calm times and spaces. Number three, be okay with B minus work. And number four, trust that other people want to help you carry the load. I hope this was helpful. Please share this episode because I know so many mamas need to hear this because I've seen the conversations going on on Facebook and in other areas of my life. So please share this episode out so that we can all start to let go of the mother load just a little bit every damn day. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.